Bonjour, everybody. How's it going? Brad Hussey here with the Marketing Honestly Show. This is episode number 10. And today's episode is all about marketing ethically from the very beginning, how a new business owner can ensure they are marketing honestly and ethically from the start. Let's do this. Welcome to Marketing Honestly, a podcast that helps internet-powered entrepreneurs become more ethical and honest marketers. All right, this episode is inspired by a question that a reader slash listener sent in and simply asked the question, when you are starting your business from scratch, when you're starting anew, how do you make sure that you're marketing honestly and ethically from the very beginning? Well, I'm going to share three simple tips for you new business owners out there who want to make sure that you are starting your marketing journey on the right foot and doing it by the book and ethically from the very start so that you can avoid the common mistakes that many make. Tip number one, your business is not about you. Many people think that starting a business is their ticket to a private island, total freedom, riches and glory. I mean, you see it in the ads everywhere and the call to action or the hook at the top of the ad is always, Hey, wait a minute. Before you move on to the next video, I want you to see my income report. Well, gee, Willikers, this doesn't seem sketchy at all. Look how much money I made today. Look, I made $8 million just today. Oh my goodness. And in the last 24 hours, I made $14 million. And in the last 30 days, I've made so many gajillion billion dollars that you probably want to be like me. Well, I certainly would be okay with some of that money. Great. Come, step into my office. Today, my office is a private jet. What? Tell me, do you want a private jet, too? Well, I've never thought I could be sure. Perfect. Let me ask you a couple questions. Okay. Do you have any skills? Nope. Any talents? Uh Uh-uh. Passions? Nope. Desires? Nope. Certifications? No. A computer? Uh-uh. Internet? What's that? Excellent. You've got everything you need. <laughs> well, okay, then. <laughs> How do I get started? All you need to do is sign up for my live trainings to get access, free instant access, to my my simple seven-part system that will show you how to make millions of dollars and live life on your own terms and be your own boss. Wouldn't you like that? Well, slap me silly and sign me up. Bring on that private jet. It's the same song and dance every single time. Literally. Hello, Ferrari. There's my Bugatti. Hop in my private jet. Six figures all day long. That's why I sing this song. Live life your own way. Just do what I say. You can have it all. You better act now before I take this down. The ads and those call to actions, those hooks are always about oneself. It's always a, a call for you to look to your own internal desires and own selfish desires. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting, say, a better life or a better situation or to enjoy the pleasures of life. But the problem is, is that's not the way to start a business. Your business from the very beginning is not about you and it never is and never was about you, okay? Going the path of starting the business about yourself and what you want and how much money you want to make and the lifestyle you want to live because of your business as a result of your business success, let's say, is a bad place to start because that path will almost always lead you into pursuing shortcuts no matter the cost, which means authentic service to people trying to build real solutions is cast aside. You will always be searching for the quick shortcut, the hack, the way to make more money, the way to be happier, and it is an endless pursuit. You're trying to fill a bottomless glass. 
That said, the marketplace is a vicious place, and more often than not, the self-centered business owner that adds no value ultimately won't survive because the market will find them out and nobody will buy their stuff. That's just how the marketplace works. You bring a bad or a lousy solution to the market, well, people won't buy it. Now, that's not always the case. There are really clever marketers out there who will sell the sizzle, but there's no steak, if you know what I mean. Uh, I mean, I can hear it. I can hear the sizzle, but where's the steak? But most people who are starting inauthentic businesses that are self-centered and not a real solution to anybody, they won't survive. That business won't make it. Now, if the reason you're starting a business is the desire to cash in and live the good life, well, you're in for a reality check because like I said, your business is not about you. Hold your horses. If my business is not about me, then who is it about? Your business is about your people serving them and making their lives better. Now, I'll get to what I mean by your people in just a moment. Now, if you can do that well, serve your people and make their lives better, and you could do that over and over again, that's when you'll start reaping the seeds that you sow. That's when you'll start seeing those benefits, those lifestyle improvements, those, you know, the bigger income and all of the benefits of, of, building an actual successful business. A successful business is not a business about you. It's a business about other people and making their lives better, solving their problems. The bigger, more painful the problem, the more valuable the solution. And then the side effect is that you will be more successful. And by the way, anyone who says... Building a business is easy. You don't need any skills or experience. You can get rich quick. You don't need any products or services. You don't have to put yourself out there and embarrass yourself. You can live the good life without risking anything, and your business is about you. Well, they are not a real business owner, or they're selling you a get-rich-quick program for one easy payment of $2,997. Once you realize that building a business is a challenging yet purposeful pursuit of serving other people, then ethical marketing comes naturally. You begin thinking, how can I help more of my people rather than how can I extract more money from people? Here's a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. He said, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Tip number two, solve real and painful problems for your people. Now that you know who your business is about, your people, you must ask, what do my people struggle with? Now, before I move forward with this point, I want to clarify what I mean by your people. That's my way of saying your audience. There are so many ways of saying this. I've heard people say your tribe, your audience, your target audience, your niche or niche for people who like totally butchering that nice word niche and calling it niche. <laughs> Call me Canadian, but it's niche, folks. It's not niche. Um, although it doesn't sound as nice when you say, The riches are in the niches. Hmm. Doesn't quite have the same ring to it. So instead, I'll opt for something like, The riches are in the niches. Comprenez-vous? All right, but I digress. So your people, that's your audience. They are a specific group of people, a specific group or segment of the market that you feel a connection with 
and wish to serve. And why I call them your people is because you wake up in the morning excited to serve them selflessly, to help them to make their lives better. That's why I call it your people. Find your people. Now, to do that, to find out what they struggle with, you need to determine a deficiency that they experience. You can figure that out by asking a few simple questions. And you can ask yourself or you can ask the real people in your target audience. What do they struggle with? Where are they hurting? Where are they suffering? What is their most painful problem? I've heard it be called the neck bleed problem. Now it's pretty gruesome sounding. I apologize, but it's a good way of thinking of it It in the sense that it helps you realize what you're looking for. If you're trying to solve a problem, don't look for the itch. Look for the neck bleed, pl- neck bleed problem. Neck bleed problem. It's a really hard word to say, and I'm going to stop saying it because it's just conjuring up some really brutal images here. Okay, so now that you know what I'm talking about, scratching an itch, somebody could do that for themselves. If you're building a business around scratching somebody's itch, then they can do it themselves, and it's not that valuable or painful enough of a problem. But the more urgent problem, I'm going to say it one more time, the neck bleed problem is one that is more of an emergency that they cannot do themselves or is out of control and they need help fast. That's when you know that you can help. Some, uh, that That's when you know that the solution to that problem is going to be much more urgent and valuable. Now, you don't always need to aim for that level of urgency in your solutions. You can create introductory solutions that scratch an itch. So let's say you create an article or a an ebook or you have a live workshop or say a webinar or an in-person workshop or class or say an online course that's a low ticket price that could scratch an itch that helps them and and aids them in doing it themselves. Now, if it's something that's more urgent or, or an emergency, like a business is losing money every single day, or let's say a pandemic strikes and now businesses are forced to shut their doors and now take their products and services online, but they have no idea what to do. That is a neck bleed problem. And that's where business owners can step in and actually serve them and solve some real problems. Does that make sense? Okay, moving on. Once you've asked that and you've determined these problems and you have listed out some problems and struggles and places that they're suffering, it's time to ask, can I solve this problem for my people? So do you have the ability to solve that problem? And now a creative way to discover the solution to the problem is to use the magic wand concept. If they had a magic wand to make their business problem go away, what would that look like? And this is just, again, another way of if you gave your target audience a magic wand to make their biggest problem go away, of course, in relation to what it is that you can solve, if they want to go to outer space and you have no idea how to do that and their biggest problem is they can't go to outer space and you have no expertise or desire to solve that problem, then that's not the problem you're looking for. Look for something else. So if they had a magic wand to make their biggest problem go away, what would that look like? What would that solution look look like? That's where you can start to hone in on what the solution might look like. Maybe it's a service. Maybe it's a product. Maybe it's coaching. Maybe it is a book. Maybe it is, you know, consulting, or maybe it's you building an actual product for them. So then what you do is you get to work on building the basic solution, the minimum viable product or the minimum viable service and get that offer in front of your audience and ask for the sale. So the basic solution, don't build the full fledged, all the features and bells and whistles included, build the simple 
minimum viable product. That is something that is going to quickly solve the problem for an initial customer so that you can find out, can you actually solve the problem? And if it, if it can solve the problem and it's working, then you can iterate and improve on that solution and make it more full fledged. But if it's not working, you can pivot and create a new solution and a new offer. Okay. Now, if you land customer one, you ask for the sale and they buy, well then go get customer two and rinse and repeat. Now, if nobody buys your offer, nobody's interested, don't just be discouraged and put your tail between your legs and walk away and call it a failure. Call it a huge win because what you're going to be able to do now is ask them why they didn't buy and then use their answers to either improve your offer and then try again or build a completely different solution and try again. Okay. It's as simple as that. There's no magic trick, hack, secret, or way around it. It's find your people, find their problem, build a simple solution to it, ask for the sale. If they buy, you're onto something. Do it again, do it again, do it again. Do it three or four times. Now you're really onto something. Now improve the offer and implement better marketing strategies and start really building your business from there. If nobody's buying, okay, you're either your offer's off, your communication is off, and there are a few levers that you can pull to try and figure out how you can make the, your existing offer work. If it's not working, you need a new offer. If your offer, your attempts at offering something to your target audience is not working, then maybe your target audience is off and you need to rethink who your target audience is. Does that make sense? Okay. Tip number three, always be marketing, honestly. If you have the solution to your people's problem, then marketing is your duty and you must always be marketing. Honestly, of course. Seth Godin, the author of This Is Marketing, this is one of my favorite books. I highly recommend it. This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, I'll link it up. He says, marketing is the generous act of helping others become who they seek to become. It involves creating honest stories, stories that resonate and spread. Because marketing is a continual effort to do these four things, reach your audience, connect with them, share your solution, and then improve their lives and then rinse and repeat. It's a continual ongoing effort. It's not a one burst promotion and call it a marketing campaign. It is an ongoing and continual effort to reach, connect, share, and improve. So you can reach your audience through dozens of marketing channels, some of which include word of mouth and referrals, email marketing, lead generation, content marketing, social media, SEO, advertising, to name but a few. You can then connect with your audience by speaking directly to their experience, telling stories, building rapport, and creating free resources and content for them. This is when people start to realize they like you or they like your brand and they like what you have to say and what you have to share. And then you share your solution because you are a business after all. You're not trying to pose as a fake friend. Again, you are a brand, you are a business. You share your solution to their problem by simply telling your audience about what you have to offer and how you can solve the problems they experience or make their lives better. Now, there are are, um, smart, clever, intriguing, and interesting ways to share your solution. You don't want to just list out the the features of your offer and then hope for the best. No, there's actually, there's an art and a science to marketing and selling, of course. But the idea at the core is to share your solution. If, if you have something to offer, you tell your people about your offer. Finally, 
do what you said you'd do and improve their lives with your products or your services. So reach, connect, share, and improve. And then to ensure that your marketing efforts are ethical, well, for starters, make honesty a core value at your at, at the center of your business. Make honesty a core value. Remember, honesty means to tell the truth. Don't lie. And to close, I'm going to give you a few simple tips to consider when it comes to being ethical in your marketing. And that's what this whole website and podcast is about, is to expand on all of these things. But I'm going to give you some, like a little checklist here that you can think about when moving forward with your marketing and when starting with your marketing. Think about these things. Think, Keep these as core principles, if you wish. Serve your people before yourself. Price your offerings fairly. Now that's fair to you and fair to them. You don't want to just price low because you're afraid to price high, but you also don't want to overinflate your prices for no reason whatsoever. Be generous. Tell the truth. Avoid hyperbole in your sales copy, also known as hype. We use that word hype when you hype things up. That's to exaggerate and to make something seem bigger or more important than it is, as if it's a fact, like this is the best online course in the world, or you know, this is the number one tool for XYZ. How do we know it's the number one tool? That's called hyperbole. If you've got no facts and evidence to back that claim up, then you're just hyping it up. That's called hype, hype marketing, hyperbole. Avoid hyperbole in your sales copy. Be transparent and upfront when selling something. So again, don't act like a fake friend. Again, you can be friendly and connect, but you're a business, you're a company, you're a brand. Don't try and pretend you're a friend and then sneak in a sale around the back door. It's it's weird. It got it just got creepy, okay? So you what you want to do is be transparent and upfront. That could be on your on your phone calls and your phone sales and your marketing efforts on your website. You're you're selling something. That's okay. Be honest. People appreciate honesty and transparency. Now, be curious and ask questions. That's Ask questions to your audience, to your customers, uh, to yourself. Ask yourself questions. Why am I doing this? What's the purpose behind this? Why do you think that? What do you struggle with? Why did you not buy? Be curious. It'll lead you somewhere. Listen more than you speak. And this is especially important for phone calls and phone sales. Don't talk over people and don't blabber on. People like to talk. So resist the urge to keep talking and fill the gaps and fill the space and ask them questions and let them speak and then listen. You'll learn something. Only use scarcity when it is authentic. Don't use fake scarcity. I wrote a post on it and I I recorded a podcast on it, a podcast episode. Don't use fake scarcity. People can see behind it. People can see through it. And the people who don't see through it, you're just successfully lying to them and that's not okay. Use scarcity when it's authentic. It's a great tool to push people off the fence because a lot of the time people just need a kick in the rear end. And I love kicking people in the rear end to get them off the fence, only if it's true. Don't say, I'm taking this fence away, get off the fence, and then you never take the fence away, if that makes any sense. Under-promise and over-deliver. It's a pretty straightforward one. Don't over-promise and under-deliver because that's lame. Under-promise and over deliver. And then finally, subscribe to this podcast. 
Well, friends, that's it for today. Thanks for the chat. If you like what I'm doing here at Marketing Honestly, you can show your support by subscribing to the show, leaving a review, sharing with a friend, or heading to marketinghonestly.com for more radical ways to build an ethical online business without the hype. Thank you for listening. My name is Brad Hussey, and remember, honesty is the best marketing. Thank you.